I love Christmas music, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You know, I imagine uh, if we were to talk about our Christmas experiences as adults that uh, it would be very, very different. But as kids, we'd have all kinds of things in common. You know, most of us can remember those long agonizing waits for Christmas you know in fact some of your kids your grandkids have been gearing up for Christmas for months haven't they I mean I remember as a kid that closer it got to Christmas the the slower time went and uh, the days right before Christmas I mean they seemed like the longest days of the year and it seemed like Christmas would never get here but as adults let me see where everybody's at some of us are going, oh no, three weeks till Christmas, can I get everything done before Christmas? And that's just kind of a very different perspective that we have. But no matter how you wait, Christmas always arrives, doesn't it? Now, it's confession time here. How many of you, when you were young, looked throughout the house searching to try and find a hidden Christmas gift? Come on. All right. <laughs> I mean, you just couldn't wait, could you? Yeah. Let's say, how, how many of you found a gift? All right. How many of you unwrapped a corner and took a little peek? All right. Now we're going to find out who the rebels are in the crowd. How many of you actually opened the gift and got, the, got it out and played with it? <laughs> I mean, couldn't wait. And I think I've shared this not long ago, but I can remember it was a few weeks before Christmas. I'm searching through the the house, through our trailer that we lived in. I found a shoebox under mom and dad's bed, and I found a G.I. Joe. It was the new G.I. Joe in it. And I actually got it out and played with it. And there was a point where his head popped off, and I'm like, I'm like, oh no, you know, and, and about that same time, I heard the car pull in the driveway, and I'm in panic mode at this point, and I'm trying to box it up, and I finally, I stuck the body in the box, and I stuck the head in my pocket, and, and mom and dad came in, and so it was days. I'm like sweating it out, I'm, I'm freaking out inside, and I'm waiting for a moment where I can return to the scene of the crime and I can fix it. And uh, I will tell you, I never got another gift out and played with it, all right? But it didn't stop me from searching. You know, I just didn't like waiting. Most people don't like waiting. I mean, anybody like waiting in line? you know, at the store. No, no, we don't like waiting in line. I mean, that's why when you go to a store and they got like two of the 12 checkout lanes actually operating and there's a line that's 10 or 12 deep, people get frustrated, they, they start complaining, and some even get angry at, at that point. Anybody like waiting for customer service online, you know, when, you're, when you make a call? I mean, you, you gotta get help with some issue and after you go through uh, uh, all these various choices that you got to make, press one, press three, press star, you know, press six, turn around in a circle three times and yell and say yes. And, uh, you know, you finally, you get where you're supposed to be maybe. And then you get the message. Your call is important to us. <laughs> Our next available agent 
will be with you. Expected wait, 45 minutes. Or worse yet, you get the, you realize they've disconnected you at this point, you know. Now, I thought we'd have a little bit of fun because our series is Unwrapping Christmas, and it seems fitting that we should have somebody unwrap a gift today, right? And so, I've got a gift, and I'm wanting to give it to Olivia, and uh, there's something cool in here, and I think you're going to like it, but I'm not positive, and so I'm going to hand this off. I would throw it, but I'm afraid I might knock somebody out. This is my elf that's helping me today. <laughs> Thank you, honey. <laughs> that's my wife for anybody that doesn't know. <laughs> so, Olivia, you can hold the gift. You cannot peek. And you can just imagine what's inside the box, all right? So, and I'm going to let you open it later, but I'll tell you when. Because, I mean, we're talking about waiting, so it seems fitting we would make her wait, you know. There's a lot of waiting this time of the year, true? And there's a lot of waiting in life. Nobody likes waiting. And we especially do not like waiting on God. I mean, anybody know what I'm talking about? You know, you, you, you've prayed for something, and you've been wondering, you know, God, why is it taking so long? You know, hello, God, you there? You know, are you listening to me? Have you forgotten about me? Do, do you care about what's happening here? But it's where some of you are today. You're waiting on God. You know, maybe you've asked God to heal you. Ask God to move in the life of someone that you love dearly. I mean, maybe you've been praying and asking God for a, a job that has some real opportunities in it. Maybe you've been asking God to heal your marriage. Maybe you've been praying that God bring that special someone into your life. And the more you pray without seeing results, the more you wonder, you know, Lord, how much longer must I wait? I, I saw a post the other day. I thought it was kind of funny. And it, this person was praying, and they were looking for that special someone, actually looking for a husband. And they had 50 very specific things that they wanted in a husband. And it was things like that they can cook, you know, they enjoy romantic movies, that, that kind of stuff. But they had 50 things they wanted. And then it said, now I pray a prayer that, because I've prayed this prayer for years and years, and so now I'm praying for three things I want in a husband. And they had 47 of the things, they were all marked out, and it boiled down to, I want a husband that has a job, I want one that's not living in the basement of his parents' home, and a guy that bathes regularly. <laughs> I, th I thought it was funny. Yeah, so. <laughs> what do you do when you're waiting? I mean, some of you are wondering why God's making you wait. Christmas has always been about waiting. 
In fact, it's one of the key dynamics, I think, of the first Christmas. You know, for generations and generations, there was a small remnant of the Jewish people that had been waiting. Every single day they were waiting, not for Santa, but for the promised Messiah. You know, generation after generation, they lived every day in expectation. They were waiting for that Messiah to to arrive. And many of them died waiting. They, They died waiting for the promise to be fulfilled. You know, they were praying and waiting, believing and waiting. They were being obedient to the faith and waiting. And some of them just gave up. There were many that just abandoned the faith. They relegated the promise of God to some kind of myth. And when I read that, I think, I think, who in their right mind devotes themselves for 2,000-year-old promise? But there were a few. They waited faithfully, and they hoped, and they got up every day with the anticipation that they lived as if each day when they awoke that there were, this would be the day. You know, we know from the creation story, it's found in the book of Genesis, that we know that Adam and Eve sinned, that Eve was tempted by by Satan who disguised himself as a serpent. Adam and Eve ate of the fruit. And we know the moment that they ate from the fruit, they, they immediately realized what they had done. And they were shamed. Scripture says they they hid themselves from God because of the sin in their lives, because their eyes were open. Creation had fallen. And then they had to leave the Garden of Eden. They had to leave perfection. And the the world was broken. And there's a a very uh, oddly worded passage that God's speaking to the serpent at, at this point. Many scholars... Theologians believe that this is the first prophecy that's found in Scripture. That it's the first time that God promises there's going to be a Savior, that there'll be a Messiah. And the Scripture says, says this, I will make you and the woman hate each other. Her offsprings and yours will be enemies. Her offspring will crush your head and you will bite her offspring's heel. Told you it was oddly worded. But it's pointing to a day when someone in Eve's lineage would crush the head of the serpent, would crush the head of our spiritual enemy in life, and that there would be a great victory, you know, that death and hell would be conquered, that freedom would be won, It was a promise from God that there would be a Savior, a Savior that would reverse things and bring back that perfection. But then centuries passed. God's people, they're waiting and waiting. They're hoping and waiting. You know, and then about 700 years, this is before the birth of Christ, 
God began to speak through the prophets, and one of the prophets was, was Isaiah. And Isaiah, he says this, he says, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be conceived and give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel. See, Isaiah is affirming God's promise of a savior. But this is 700 years before it would happen. And I'm going, what's God doing while they're waiting? You know, God, God, what's God doing when you're waiting in your life? I mean, have you ever wondered that? I mean, I think it's a reasonable question. And it's okay to ask real questions before a real God who has real answers in life. I mean, what's God doing while you're waiting? And what I want to do today is kind of answer that, or at least attempt to. There's this period of history. It's between the, the last book of the Old Testament, which is Malachi, and the first book of the New Testament, which is Matthew. And it's known as the intertestamental period. It's 400 years, okay? People are waiting, but God's silent. 400 years of silence. This is extremely difficult because there's no word from God. No prophets are speaking for God. It's just silence. 400 years of it but they're waiting for the Savior. But God's not speaking. They continue to wait and wait, and they hear nothing. And I'm guessing right now some of you go, yeah, I feel like that. I feel like that today. You've been praying, been asking, having faith about something and no word from God. No sign that God's heard you. No sign that God's working. All you want are answers. A sign, a word, a a feeling. But for some of you, there's nothing. It's silent. What is God doing while you're waiting? See, I want to remind you something here. That just because God is silent does not mean he's absent. You know, while you're waiting, God is working. While you're waiting and wondering, The power of God, the provision of God, the grace of God is at work in your life. The fact is God loves you. God has a great plan for you. God wants to bless you and prosper you. God is working in everything in your life to bring about good. But it's while you're waiting for God. You know, the New Testament, I think, gives us a little bit of perspective 
uh, about the people that are waiting on the birth of the Savior. It says, but when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman. And I, I want you to realize this is pointing back to the scripture that I read from the garden when God's speaking to the serpent. You know, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption as sons and daughters. At the perfect time, the perfect moment, you know, God sent his son to, to purchase the pardon, you know, to purchase the, that pardon, that penalty of sin to redeem us and to forgive us. That's why God sent a savior, you know, by his grace, we're no longer children of sin. No, we've been adopted, you know, children of God, sons and daughters of God, perfect time. It says, set time had fully come. In the Greek, you know, that, that literally means time was fully pregnant, all right? When it's not the time, you cannot force it. When it is the time, you cannot stop it. If it's not God's time, you cannot make it happen. But when it is time, when it's fully right and perfect, there is no power on this earth that can stop it. You know, when the time was right, God sent his son. And I think looking back, we're able to see why God waited. You know, many times in life, the, the fact is when you can look back, some of you would know this today, you can see why behind the wait. But while you're waiting, you cannot see it. You just can't. But a year from now, or two years from now, I don't know, you will look back at some point and go, oh, that's why I had to wait. I am so glad this didn't happen. Or I'm so glad this happened and I had to wait. Whenever you're waiting, friends, I want you to understand God is working. God is working. So, so back to that intertestamental period, that 400 years of silence. And I, I love history. And, and just a little advice, especially to our young people, if you do not understand history, you will find it very difficult to deal with the present and even more difficult to get a grasp on the future. So why, while everybody's waiting, they're waiting on this Savior, this 400 years, God's working. Well, how, how is he working? Well, for, for instance, how many of you have ever heard of Alexander the Great? 12-year period of time, he conquers the entire known world at that point. And what I learned from that is if you conquer the world, they put great right before your name. 
But why is that significant? Well, because of his influence, Greek becomes the common language. First time in history that there was a common language for everybody. And so it's during this time that the Old Testament gets translated into Greek. You know, Hebrew is what it was in, which very few people understood, but Greek, lots of people understood. So now, the prophecies of the Messiah, the promised Savior, well, they're being rediscovered. Why? Because it was in Greek, and the people could find out about it. And here's another thing that happened during this time. They, they, there was a new way of learning, you know, Socratic method, you know, instead of uh, just teaching one-way communication, people were now encouraged to ask questions, to learn by asking. And so, again, everything's beginning to shift. So it's during this time that the, the Greeks, they conquer the Romans, or the Romans conquer the Greeks. This is about 63 B.C., and the reason why that's important is because it is an unprecedented season of peace in the world. So the Romans, instead of fighting all the time, they're developing roads, transportation systems, communication systems that had never been seen before. And lastly, this is a period of time known as diaspora. The, the Jewish people are forbidden to live in Jerusalem, and they are scattered. They're spread throughout the entire Roman Empire. So you take all these things together, you start seeing why. Why behind the weight? Where are you, God? What are you doing? God was working during those 400 years. That 400 years of silence. What was he doing? Well, again, the first time many people could read the Old Testament and understand it. For the first time in history, they're allowed, in fact, not only allowed, they're encouraged to ask questions. And so people start asking questions, and they start question, asking questions of God, a God who's going to send the answer, and his name's Jesus. You know, for the first time in history, the, the good news of the Savior, it, it could spread because, what, there's a common language. It, it could travel across the roads and the highways. It, it, it could be shared by the Jewish people who are scared everywhere throughout the empire and while the people are waiting for the Savior God was accomplishing his purpose friends while you're waiting God's working God's delays are not God's denial in life just because God hasn't doesn't mean he's not going to do something and perhaps, perhaps, it's not the set time. 
perhaps it's not the right time. You know, while you're waiting for that miracle, while you're waiting for a provision, while you're waiting for that relationship, while you're waiting for that opportunity, whatever it is you're waiting on, just know God is working. God has done great things in my life while I'm waiting, hoping, believing. I I could spend the entire morning just telling you story after story of waiting on God And at the time, I didn't see it, but God was working. God's waiting for the perfect time. Here's another thing. While you may be waiting, it's something to think about. Perhaps God's waiting on you to get ready. You know, may, may I suggest to you that while you're waiting, that God is doing something in you. God's preparing you for the right moment, the perfect moment. You know, maybe you're waiting to meet that special someone. Maybe you're, you're waiting and you're praying that, that God will give you a job that complements your, your passions and your education and your skills. I mean, maybe you're waiting on God to repair a relationship or you're waiting on healing and the fact is today you're just worn down. Well, friends, keep praying, keep hoping, keep believing. Know that God is working and he may be working on the situation or he may be working on you because you're not ready yet. I mean, many times, I have found this in my life, many times before God will do something, God has to do something in you first. Don't waste the wait. You know, maybe, maybe God's trying to teach you to be totally dependent on him. Maybe God's trying to reveal to you his faithfulness in a a way that you only get it if you experience it in your life. You know, maybe God's trying to teach you patience or endurance. Maybe God's trying to knock some rough edges off of you. Don't waste the wait. Isaiah says, for since the world began, no ear has heard, no eye has seen a God like you who works for those who wait for him. Mm. Our all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving God is working. Friends, God's always good. God's always perfect. You can trust him. I mean, someday, someday, you will understand it's worth the wait. It's worth the wait. Now, this seems like a good time. Have you figured out what's in that box yet? (laughs) Have you peeked in the box? No. All right, should we let her open it? All right, all right, you can open it. You can open it. We'll watch. Don't go crazy. 
Well, she wanted to save the bow. Do you save wrapping paper too? <laughs> How many of you save wrapping paper? <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> it looked like when my grandkids were little, it looked like nuclear explosions happening around the tree, so. <laughs> I think it's taped down really good. Yeah, we didn't want it clawing its way out of there. <laughs> they just have to wait. <laughs> It's a giant squish mallow. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Anybody that has kids know these, these are popular these days. Um, but for centuries, people waited for a savior. And when the time was right, when the time was perfect, God sent his son, Jesus. You know, Matthew, he records this. He says, she will bear a son, and you're to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophets. Here we go again. Look, the virgins shall become pregnant and give birth to a son. And they shall call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God sent Jesus. That's what Christmas is about. And God sent Jesus not, not for the righteous, but for sinners like you and me. You know, not for the perfect, but for people that are broken. You know, not for those that are already healthy, but for those that are sick. You know, God sent Jesus. He's full of grace and full of truth. You know, God sent Jesus to set people free from the power of sin and the penalty of sin. God, God sent Jesus to bring wholeness to this fallen, broken, messed up world. Have you considered that maybe God's waiting on you today? You know, Peter writes this. He says, the Lord's not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slowness, instead he's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. See, God's patient. God's waiting God's waiting on some of you to make a decision in your life. 
you know, God's waiting for, for you just to come to a point where you say, yes, Lord, I'm, I'm yours. I don't understand it all, but I'm yours. And I wonder if just maybe this is the time, the perfect time, maybe your time. You know, maybe it's that, that moment that you just acknowledge his love and his mercy and his grace, that, that moment that you finally just go, you know what, I accept you, Jesus. I want to make you my Lord and Savior. You know, is it time? For some of you, it's time. I want to say something to those of you that are hurting today, those of you that are waiting. Maybe you've been praying for a long, long time and believing and hoping, but you're still waiting. And you haven't seen an answer yet. I want you to remember God is working. You can take that to the bank. He's working. He's working in your, your life. He's working behind the scenes. I believe God's timing is absolutely perfect. But it's hard to see when you're waiting, isn't it? I know God's good. I know God's able. So while I'm waiting, while you're waiting, know God is working. God is working. Let's bow in a word of prayer together. Our holy God, we praise you. And God, we thank you for your son Jesus that you sent to this world. That's why we celebrate this time of the year. God, I know there are some here today that today is that perfect day. Today is the day they give themselves to you. And God, I pray you would just hear the, the cry of their heart that says, Lord, I want to be yours. I need you. I want you as my Savior. God, may your spirit just whisper back to them. Today is that day. You're my son, my daughter. It all changes. And God, I pray, I know there are many here today that um, they've been praying, they've been asking, maybe begging for you to move in some area of their life. God, I pray that your spirit would just uh, give them a little nudge today to let them know you are working. And maybe it's not now, but the day's coming. They can trust you. God, I pray that uh, they just hold tight and keep believing. God, I also ask that uh, there are hearts that need to be surrendered to you. To say, okay, God, what is it you want to do in me? Because that's what's holding everything up. You want to do something in them before you do something for them. 
Whatever that is, Lord, may they just give you the reins and go, okay, whatever you need to do, Lord, I'm yours. Mold me, make me, strengthen me. Knock these edges off of me. I'm going to trust you. God, we thank you. Because there are many here today that would go, yeah, I waited a long time, but it was well worth it. I get it now. I understand. God, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for this time of the year to celebrate. God, we give you glory with all we say and do. It's in Jesus' precious name we pray. God's people said, Let's stand. We're going to sing together. There'll be prayer teams down front uh, afterwards. Uh, maybe today was the day that it was your day. You gave your life. Let it come down and just say, hey, pray for me. It's a new day today. Or you got something you've been lifting up. Let, let some uh, Christian brothers and sisters pray with you. Uh, and you don't even have to tell them what you're asking for. You just say, hey, pray for me. Pray for me. So let, let's worship together.